Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top 8 list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore 8 underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to Top 8 Movies from Top 8 Media. My name is Owen Morgan. I'm sat down with my co-host Jess Gross Johnson and we talk all about films through the power of Top 8 Lists. And we're on the charge to our anniversary episode, episode 20. Um, so check out for that. We're going to be really... really we're going to be releasing all the results of all the kind of like the last six or seven episodes of votes from you guys on what you think the best lists are per topic. So yeah, look out for that. But we've got two episodes to go. So tonight we'll be looking at Natalie Portman, which is kind of what we wanted to be doing. We wanted to be mixing up between directors, actors, actresses, industry. And I really want to honour female actors as much as we can, because it's just very cliche that hey, look at that guy and all these cool films. Like, hang on a second. There's some amazing work out there from female directors, female female actors. So we're going to cover as many as we can um, as we go through this journey. So we want to. Do, I want to do Natalie because I know there's a big connection between Natalie and Jess, which we'll explain shortly. Um, so yeah, as always, we'll be doing an entry list, which will be her top uh, films based on IMDb scores. Then we'll be doing my list, Jess's list, and then our listener list is my dad, Mike, our resident film reviewer. So we obviously do like our best of 2020 and all those kind of films. And he's involved in those. But I said, hey, dad, actually, do you want to do an actual like set person? He's like, yes, please. <laughs> so he was really up for that. So we're going to jump in. So welcome back, as always, Jess, to the show. Um, I picked this one for you. And you might want to explain to the audience why there is a connection. <laughs> Yes, I love Natalie Portman. I feel like Natalie Portman is me in the movies. <laughs> we talked how your movie person, like Jason Statham, is you like you in the movies. <laughs> that is every time I see Natalie Portman, I'm like, that's me. That's just me. So I love her. I've always loved her, and I have been waiting for this moment to do her top eight list. So I'm so excited, and um, yeah, I'm ready to jump in. Yeah, amazing. We talked about this in the last episode, actually, people were listening. So, like, Jason Statham's mine. So, you know, same haircut, same beard, probably same height. Who knows? He's way more musclier um, and he's much more hardcore. But he's just who I connect with. And I, I've watched every single film he's ever made, which, apart from Meg, I'm not too scared. I'm probably a bit scared to watch Meg, you know, big scary sharks and that. Uh, but I probably should. It's insane that I've watched all his stuff. He's done some really weird B-movie stuff. Um, but I felt like I was committed at that point. But anyway, this isn't a Jason Statham episode, but when I do do that episode, holy moly, it's going to be exciting. But this is Jess's episode, really. This is an honour of our very own co-host, which is really lovely. So we're going to jump into the industry list first. So this is IMDb rating. So Jess, if I can get you to read this one out and just offer the audience the uh, the number two, that it, the number it got as well, which would be really, really cool. Um, quick bit of housekeeping before Jess jumps in. So as, al as always, it's kind of like we kind of need the person to 
being in the film, at least at least half the film, ideally, you can't need them to be in um, for it to qualify. Um, don't have to be a lead necessarily, but just in it. So there, there is some other stuff on IMDb that I could have put in, but she's hardly in it. So it didn't feel appropriate. So just so you understand why I've done it that way. It can be stuff that's just come out. I say that because something's due to come out now and it's already started getting rating. So you, you, I don't think anyone here has seen it because it's just come out. So there's that. And other than that, I think that's it for housekeeping, I would say. So let's jump in, Jess. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. In the eighth spot, Thor with 7.0. In the seventh spot, Closer, 7.2. In the sixth spot, Garden State, 7.4. In the fifth spot, that new movie you were saying, May, December, 7.5. In the fourth spot, Star Wars, specifically Revenge of the Sith, with 7.6. In the third spot, Black Swan, with a good 8.0. In the second spot, V for Vendetta, 8.2. And in the number one spot, Leon, 8.5. Thank you very much. And what's straight off the bat, what's really good about number one being Leon is because she was a girl in that. She's a little girl in that. I don't, I'm not sure if it was her first film, but I mean, that would have set the tone for the rest of her career. Bloody hell. So um, it's an iconic cult classic, Leon, anyway. So it, I t- totally forgot she was even in it, to be honest. And it was just, I was watching the trailer back and oh my God, wow. So that's really, really cool. Um, and You'll see a lot of the same stuff today because that's just the nature of when we do the actors list. There's going to be a lot of crossover. Um, so let's dive in a little bit. So yeah, Thor, I expect that to be in there just because she's in it, but people isn't the first thing people think about when they think of Thor. So it's rated because of Avengers fans. So that's cool. Um, closer, I have seen it. Like that sort of sexy pyramidy square stuff. I don't mind those kind of films. Not, not my jam. Uh, Garden State, we may be seeing that a little bit later. <laughs> um, I love that film. I'll leave it there. Late December, I saw, I didn't quite get around to seeing the trailer, but I, I, I was sort of reading up a little bit about it. It looks really good. It's, across, it's, lost, it's gone out of my mind now what it's about. I think it's got Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman in it as well. It looks really good, actually. So I might check that out. Uh, Star Wars, yeah, of course, absolute classic, and she's heavily linked to that. Does that make sense? Black Swan is absolutely brilliant. So I'm not surprised got 8.0 and I'm really happy to see it do well on IMDb. And Viva Vendetta is is if superhero wise completely different to all the other stuff before, linked to DC. And um yeah, I'm not surprised either because it's such a male dominated audience on IMDb that are voting. So a superhero film, especially from a DC darker perspective, I think was always going to do well. And Leon's epic, so it makes sense to me. What are your thoughts about the um, you know, the masses opinion on this? I Okay, I'm surprised, and I think I just get like butthurt about this all the time. That the only Star Wars that made her top eight was Revenge of the Sith specifically. And I'm like, what? Because I know that the episodes one, two, and three get a lot of hate, but those were like, like, what? I can't believe that that's that's the one in her top eight that made the top. But yeah, Leon was her first one, so that is how how cool is that? Like her number one is her first film. Like how nostalgic, but. I'm surprised by May, December, since it just came out. I haven't even seen it yet for her being my lady. But, you know, I have, I have some good excuses as why I haven't seen it yet. So I'll be excited to to watch that one. I'm surprised that it's already been voted on so many times that it made it in her top eight. But all good movies in their own sense. And, 
yeah, like you said, some of these will be some reoccurring in the, the list to come. Yeah, they certainly will. And yeah, you're the Star Wars girl. So yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, it's surprising because that it was about that. I was looking it up and it was that specific. It was like it was that one. So um, it's interesting to see what sat just outside of these films, actually, um, how close they were. Um, I think May December, it had quite a few votes already. I don't know if it had a small, it's had a small release or when it came out. Probably some housekeeping on that. Um, but if it's only had a certain amount of people vote, very few people, and they voted high, you'd have a really high rating. So the more people vote, the lower it tends to get these things, uh, just for the nature of of how people do that. So, um, so yeah, it's a good list. Um, it's not as good as ours, I would say, but it, you know, it's up there. It's up there. So let's see which ones appear in all of our lists here today. So I'm gonna bang through mine and share a little bit about each film as I go, just to give you a good old pitch to why B is the one for you. Uh, so uh, this is the first time I've ever mentioned a rom-com, I think, in what episode we're on now? Episode 18? <laughs> probably the first time I've mentioned one. So um, we'll have to do a rom-com episode. So No Strings Attached uh, with Ashton Kushner and her, of course. Um, and, you know, at the same time, uh, Mila Kunis had released her own one, which I think was Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake. So that was really weird how they both made exactly the same film uh, with different people. But it's fun. I love both of them so much. Yeah, so after watching all the other trailers, I watched a trailer for that. And it was really weird seeing her play like just like a cool like business lady, like cool, suave, city, because she's so hardcore, right? She's a hardcore character. It was really weird her seeing, seeing her play like a rom-com lady. Really weird, but I loved it. Um, I'm now on reflection after watching the trade just before we recorded and seeing where it is on other lists. Garden State now I feel is too low. I do apologize, but it's at number number seven for me. Um, and I loved it. It was very, at the time, it was quite different. It was like as indie films go, you know, like this really cool indie cult classic, I thought. And, um, beautifully beautiful story really life affirming about how to see life and be in the world and yeah just fills me with fills me with love so yay to garden state uh this one i completely forgot about until i started watching the train bloody hell that was brilliant which is jane got your gun which is my sixth oh sorry jane got a gun rather um so it's like a western type thing her character is a powerhouse powerhouse character in it and she is absolutely immense in the film the cast is great anyway got hardly anything at the box office it didn't do that great but she deserves way more respect for that film um she was fantastic in it in fifth place i've got thor i love my marvel anyway so marvel's always going to sneak in um and you know playing jane jane foster um she does a good old solid job and puts thor in his place when he needs to be and uh is a powerhouse lady. So, uh, yeah, not, not much, much more to say about Thor. I've talked about enough in the series of these things. Uh, Leon is my fourth. So obviously, that was number one in the industry. It's four for me, only because the ones above it, I felt, slightly edged it. But she was absolutely immense as a child actor in that. Absolutely brilliant. And deserves all the respect in the world for it. Uh, my third place is V for, the, v for Vendetta. So, again, DC Comics, superheroes. That was always going to do well with me. Um, very dark. Very powerful, very well filmed. Um, the ambiance on it is beautiful. So yeah, really, really like that. Uh, second place is Thor of the Dark World. So obviously we're moving on to uh, further Thor movies. Um, I was going to just chuck them all in in the end. I even put in the one in Avengers because she was in um, Avengers Endgame as well at the end. But not much, so wasn't allowed in. But 
again, usual stuff. Superheroes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's in. And in first place, without a doubt, I watched Tron and thought, fuck me, that film was amazing, is Black Swan. Um, she is incredible in that movie so much. Um, yeah, dark and just so atmospheric and intense Amila Kunas in there as well and oh my god the whole thing was just absolutely immense and I think you know it was up for so many awards quite rightly and should be at the top of the pile in my opinion um and I can't wait to see where it lands on Jess's I can't wait to find out more but that is my list and I would love to know from a hardcore Portman fan slash sister slash from another mother blah 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 in your opinion what is your, you know, what do you feel about it? Did I get it right? Good list, good pitches. It is hard to narrow down just because I love her so much. And it, it'd it be interesting, like you said, there's some of ours are similar in where we rank them and why, but all, all great movies, I've seen them all. I love them all. All the lists are going to be great. <laughs> so I do... Um, it, some of them are kind of hard to rank and um, as far as like who beats out which one and a few of them. So I like it though. Good pitches for all the movies. Well done. No worries. You know, I got them pitching to the choir here. So it's really, really important. Uh, so yeah, let's find out then exactly what appears on yours as well. And you've got quite a few in there that I don't have. So I'd love you to show the audience just why you think that is the case. Number eight, I have Brothers. In this movie, she plays a wife whose husband is captured while at war, and the brother steps in and is really helping her out. And it's a very, I'll say very dark movie, very hard to watch, especially for people who served in the military or people whose spouse served in the military. It's very, very emotional, but that's one of my things I love about her acting, she plays some of these deep roles and stories. And as disturbing as the story is, it's unfortunately some real life stuff that has happened to people. So just absolutely love it. In the seventh spot, I'm gonna take a completely other direction with where the heart is. So she plays Nobly and she's just trying to get her life together. And it's a beautiful story about just her resilience and the support of a community and you know what what is the importance and meaning behind family so just a really lovely story it's an older movie of hers but complete opposite of brothers <laughs> and the sixth spot is the movie the other woman and i love this movie she plays the other woman so falls in love with a man who is married who leaves his wife for her as uh, she's pregnant has a baby and then there is a disaster that happens and it's just a a beautifully told story about something that happens to a lot of women. And I, I think she, she does it very well, just playing all the different dynamics of this role and all the different, I'd say taboo topics that come up in this movie that people are too scared to talk about. In the fifth spot, I too have Thor. 
Specifically, I do love the last Thor that she was in. I am just going to have to throw this thought out there because I hear a lot of people want to try and talk trash about my girl. But because of the role where she basically is like, she Thor, right, is how I viewed the movie. One, she did amazing. But the movie itself, talk about the true act of love. Thor was saying, like, please protect her. Please look over her and look after her. And that was a way that that happened. She was able to take on those powers, and that gave her the strength. And I just think it's such a beautiful story. And sometimes a, a beautiful message like that is being missed. And people are thinking, oh, this is like forced feminism. No. And to me, it's a beautiful love story. And I think she plays it so well and so beautiful. I just... Oh, I love this story. And the fourth spot, Black Swan. Oh, that's a hard one. I know you got it in the number one spot. And definitely, whew, such a dynamic role. It's amazing. I'd have to say, if you haven't seen any of the movies on my list, I'm going to tell you, you should go see Black Swan, even though it's only ranked my number four. I do think that from an outsider, if you're not a big Natalie Portman person, that movie will change change your mind. Number three, I have V for Vendetta, also in the third spot. Kind of odd, we have two back to back in the same spot. I love the story, absolutely love the story. And a fun fact for you, when she gets her head shaven, she gets her head shaven. Like that is live. That is her real hair that is being shaven off in that scene. Like. You got one take and she's letting you take her real hair. So I thought that's a cool fun fact to share, but just another great one where empowering the people and saying, hey, stand up for what is right. And um, a classic I'd watch over and over again. In the two spot, this is where it got really hard for me. One and two. In the two spot, Garden State. Hands down, 100%. If you watch that movie and you know me, I am Sam. Like that is, that is me. That is my life story. Thank you, Natalie Portman, for having my life story already done bam <laughs> it's a, a great just feel good movie like you said that being in the moment and just embracing who you are i love it but in the number one spot i did have to give it to star wars padme amandala that is one of my movie idols absolutely love her i love just how strong of a character she is her willingness to obviously like it's a character i get that i get that but we talked about this before when we talked about franchises you just get the, you buy into the character and you love them so this is my character that i love and i idolize and i'm all for it and yeah i can't i could just go on and on and on about how amazing i think that movie is and how much i love it and how i have like all the padme amidala dolls <laughs> right up on my shelf <laughs> So what are your thoughts on how I sold my favorite actress? Well, I feel for you because it can't be easy. I'm dreading some of my top actors to do lists, heartbreaking stuff. Um, but I love I love it because I know you're so passionate about it, about her work. It's really, really cool to see see that kind of perspective here. And what's really interesting is that you know, I haven't seen the bomb free, so you're already opening me up now to explore these films. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. So I can't really comment on those. Thor, I've said enough. Um, yet I know there was, yeah, some backlash with, but that happens with the Avengers universe anyway. So many people get so leery about, you know, it's going, it's happening with Captain Marvel now. 
and was like she shouldn't be playing the character she's rubbish blah blah, blah. and this i've been really horrible about it all um but they're very protective um and i guess that kind of makes sense i suppose uh yeah black swan you know i absolutely love that number one even vendetta you know i'm more than happy for it to be anywhere on the list even near the top so yeah we're matching it's really cool free for free um okay i'm regretting the garden state situation it could cost me this entire episode by not putting it higher uh so and I'm, I'm i'm tempted i'm out of all the things we said today i think that's the one i want to watch again like maybe next week so that says it all doesn't it it's pulling me back in um and yeah star wars i think everyone knows i'm not a space guy but um yeah okay so i'm like i'm not a space guy i'm like so what do i say i'm not a space guy um but i can totally understand as someone that loves her and loves the star wars films you put those two together jess is done she's done she's done um i think that is true there's some deep truth right there your number one spot so um so yeah absolutely fascinating stuff and thank you for introducing me to those the, the other three so i'm really looking forward to checking out the trailers for all of those guys so yes Thank you so much, Jess. That's great. So now it's going to be really interesting because we're going to have a film reviewer, retired, technically kind of still going, uh, what he really thinks from the perspective of full-on critiquing of everything from, you know, to script, to uh, the screenplay, to cinematography, to the acting style and all that. So it'd be really, really cool, really, really different. So let's jump in. I just want to acknowledge one position straight off the bat because I've just spotted it, which is uh, fifth. You, me, and my dad all said Thor in exactly the same spot. This is a very <laughs> rare occur- occurrence on the show, so <laughs> we're going to celebrate it. So Thor is in sixth for three of us. So it must mean that's legit where it has to be. So that's good to know. All right, let's jump into my dad. So he's given me um, some really, really cool explanations for each one. I, I, it's going to be hard to, to read them all out, so I'll pick out a few as uh, at the end. So we've got Star Wars Phantom Menace. So he's gone specific there on which one, um, which is cool. So that's eighth place. Seventh place is another bowling, boiling girl, boy, boiling girl. I always say, I always say it wrong. Another boiling girl. Bowling. Bowling girl. Let's go with that. Bowling girl, uh, which is a good shout. And we've got Jackie at sixth position. And then we've got Thor at fifth. Closer is appeared again. That was in the industry list. And that's back, which is really, really cool. That's in fourth position. A great cast for that, by the way, has to be mentioned. Uh, third place is Heat, which is a really good shout. Um, I'm not sure how much he's in it. Um, and my dad does mention that in his um, explanation. So I'll allow it this once to come in. It's not in it too much. But Heat's a good movie, so it's good to have it involved on the list. Second place is Black Swan. So he's one below me on that one, which is fine. But he certainly agrees with the community at large that Leon should be in top spot, um, which is completely fair enough. It's very, very good. So, Jess, as I bring up the descriptions for each of his movies, I'll let you share your thoughts as I do that admin behind the scenes. So go for it. So I'm a little surprised. I would love to, like, deep dive with your dad here because if I had to choose which Star Wars, because he said specifically Star Wars Phantom Mentis, I would have to argue that Clone Wars, and she she had a better performance in Clone Wars, but oh, such a good series. He, I actually haven't seen it. So I can't really say much on that one. I haven't seen it, but the others, again, it was so hard to pick a top eight. And yeah, Jackie, the other little girl, like other great performances. 
just absolutely stunning. So he's got me with heat. I'll have to look into that one. But yeah, another another good list. It is. I think what you said is is yes. All of us picked Thor in the same spot. Therefore, that is its spot. Let the audience argue with us. Sure, but <laughs> um, yeah, a good list. Yeah, thank you. It's um, it's interesting, isn't it? The Star Wars debate: which one's which, which one's best? And um, yeah, I can imagine it must be, it must be pretty rough because uh, it's so specific, isn't it? With those, like we talked about franchises in the last episode, like some honors are specific. So if you talk about Fast and Furious, no one's sitting there going, "No, six is much better than four. It's that's not the kind of thing it is. Where stuff like Star Wars, even Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all of that, it's, you, you kind of do need a specific opinion, I think, to um fully get into uh the, the debate of it all but yeah it's amazing right i've got the, the list here um from my dad and a little bit of a description for why he's picked what he's picked we can't do all of them but we're gonna look at a few right i think i'm gonna pick out jackie certainly because it's not appeared here today so let's find out a little bit more so it's released in 2016 rated 6.7 and the story is, the movie is a portrait of one of the most important and tragic moments in American history, as seen through the eyes of the iconic First Lady, Jacqueline Kennedy, played by Natalie, following the death of her husband. President John Kennedy's assassination in 1963, again, a great role for Natalie and very well played. I don't know about you, Jess, but I read that description and go, Jesus, I need to go and watch that film. What do you think? I love uh, your dad could sell a movie to anybody. Like if your dad writes a description to a movie, I would be sold to, to watch it. He does such a great job. Obviously it's a good craft of his and a hobby of his, but it makes me want to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> Definitely. And that's, that's, I guess that's their job, isn't it? It's not yeah. just to like put you off the film. It's to get you wanting to go, you know, they're part of making the, the movie's money. So, you know, it's important, Rob. Right, let's look closer because that was on the IMDb list too. So I'm intrigued by that. So Closer released in 2004, rated 7.2. She's starring alongside Jude Law, Clive Owen, and Julia Roberts. That's an absolutely epic ensemble. Let's find out more about the story. So a smart but ineffective journalist played by Jude Law cannot decide between his girlfriend, a loving but cringy waitress, Alice, played by Natalie, or his secret lover, a cold but intellectual photographer, Anna, played by Julia Roberts. But there again, Anna herself is indecisive between Dan and a thuggish but handsome Dr. Larry, played by Clive Owen. The film puts the four leading characters in a box and strips them apart. No pun intended. Uh, but yeah, this, from what I remember, I don't remember too much about it. Obviously, it's, you know, it's kind of sexy, kind of romantic. And I'm right thinking that Portman was kind of, there's like a, there's a strip a bit in it or something. I remember, like, all my mates going, oh, my God, Natalie Portman stripping, blah, blah, blah. I remember, like, when I was much younger, it was just such, like, a cheesy thing for guys to say. Um, but it was quite intense. Well, I remember, it's quite an intense movie um, about the dynamics of, of love, romance, and everything in between, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, if you, if, I presume you've seen this. What were your thoughts on it, anyway? I think also at the time of my life, there was a, a little bit, like, a <laughs> different reaction from a female standpoint where it was like, oh, you know, keep it covered, girl. <laughs> but I do remember an interview that she gave and she was talking about after she did that movie, then she was being pitched all these other movies to play a stripper in. And she's like, I don't, 
I, I'm not trying to play a stripper in all these movies. I just did it in this one movie for this one story. So I think that that often is the biggest thing that people remember her for in that movie is the one scene of her strip teasing. So, um, I think it it is a it is a good movie and it's interesting that the dynamics between her character and how those scenes play out and then Julia Roberts character and how those scenes play out and it almost feels like that's why I remember watching it it almost feels like I'm watching two different movies I think it's just how different the characters are but yeah it certainly is and I think I think the problem with that storyline just from a personal opinion I just find kind of all of that sort of cheating and kind of deceit and it's like one of the qualities i hate in a human being so i just really struggle with films like that i just i can't get into it. there's no one i can connect with or you know like oh they're nice still even though they're doing that and then if someone's the victim of that i just feel sorry for them and therefore i'm not i just don't enjoy watching it because i'm like it's not fair on them so like yeah, what like domestic like for example like domestic abuse movies I just I can't do it because I just feel so much for the person being abused, and I have no connection to the abuser, so there's nothing left for me to do. You know what I mean? It's it's hard, isn't oh, it? Yeah, it is, and that I mean that's a good point. Like I've seen it, I've seen the movie, uh, her acting's great, but I don't. It's not one that I'm like, ooh, let me rewatch this one. And I think that's a good point. Is that the, you know, when you you come across a movie or storyline that shatters or rocks some of your core beliefs that's where the other woman is a bit controversial but there's other things that happen in the movie too and it's just whew, how that movie plays out i think that the rest of the story is so touching with closer it is it's kind of like you know oh like uh it's always like am i am i watching this movie does that mean i support this and sometimes you almost connect like with the the actors where it's like oh like is he like him like Surely he's not like that in real life or, you know, things like that. Um, having that um, core core belief with a value that like, or a non-value, I guess. A non-value doesn't have the same value. A movie that doesn't have the same values as you. Yeah, it's interesting. We don't really talk about that on the show to, at the, up to this point. So, yeah, it's a really important thing to acknowledge, I think. Actually, our, our relationship and interaction with movies is actually really important. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot more depth to it than just watching something on a screen. I do think there is investment there. Talk about this before. Uh, but just acknowledge it's a really it's a good film. It's really well made. So uh, I, I haven't got an issue with it as such. It's just a story. Uh, so yeah, second place, Black Swan, released in 2010, rated 8.0. I just want to take a, an opportunity to give some love to Vincent Castle because, or Cassell, he's in been in lots of stuff. He's so underrated. He's a fantastic actor and just doesn't get any any love. This makes me very sad. And the director Darren Aronofsky, I loved him because when I did my film studies, um, AS levels, kind of like an A level in in the UK, I studied his work was part of my course so looking at uh, reckon for a dream um which are letter which is an amazing film and i think he went on to make pie if i remember rightly as well and i studied that and he's done some really, really good movies and when i watched remembering reckon for a dream which was like a sort of like freaky drug freakily filmed movie and then you put it in something like black swan which is a bit more mainstream i can totally see his his vibe on it just the atmospheric darkness to his the storytelling amazing to see one that i loved it so much natalie plays nina a ballerina in new york whose life is consumed by her profession 
When out of the blue, the artistic director, Thomas Leroy, played by Vincent Castle, decides to replace his leading ballerina with Beth, uh, Winona Ryder, with Nina in a new production of Swan Lake. Nina plays the white swan, whilst Mina Kunis plays the black swan. The two have a twisted friendship, and not all goes well. But Natalie was so exemplary in the role, she won Best Actress in both Oscar and BAFTA Awards in 2010. The fact that she won an Oscar and a BAFTA means it, it has to be at least the top four, which it has been all the way through the show. So big love for the big swan. Big swan for the black swan. I'm not editing that. I'm not editing that out because that's hilarious. Yeah. Big love to the big swan. Um, so, yeah, I, I, we, I think we talked enough about black swan today, but that's really, really cool. Um, and I'll probably leave it there, actually, because I think we talked about Leon quite a lot already. Um, she plays a 12-year-old in it. So, um, yeah, super, super young by character and by the age she was uh, filming it. So that concludes Jess's on-screen sister or whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, it feels really, really good to have done this today and shown some love for somebody who I think is really well respected, but I think deserves probably more respect than she gets. Don't you think? I definitely think so. Even as just a human being, the things that she does and the things that she's accomplished, I just, it's my girl. And I cannot wait to do Jason Statham episode to see how lit up you are about your movie man, <laughs> uh, your movie brother. I like that phrase, like my movie sister, your movie brother. Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Yeah, looking forward to it. But basically, every every description will be goes around kicking ass. Next film goes around kicking ass. So I'm going to try and break it down a bit um, and pick out some of the weird stuff. Like Crank is such a weird film. Um, trying to explain what that story is about is is fun and interesting. But yeah, anyway, that's not that's not a Jason day today. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that, everybody. Now is your chance to head over to Instagram. So you just listened. Head over on the feed on the wall on our on our wall there. You'll see the poster for this. It's got in the comments A, B, C, or D. It's got our names next to each letter. So yeah, go and do that. And other than that, if you want to get sort of more involved in the show, if you've been a, a big fan of this thus far. Message me on Instagram, suggest topics, um, see if we want to do that, and then you can send us a top eight for it, and we'll include it in the show. Uh, thank you to all of the people that contribute already, Lynn, John, Adam, my dad. Um, but yeah, we'd love to get some more people involved too. That'd be really, really fun. So thank you so much for watching, everybody, and we will see you next time. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire. So join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.